Buenos dias, or as the Balinese people say, since I'm in Bali, Salamat pagi! <laughs> Alright guys, greetings from Bali, and I'm excited to share my first podcast that I edited here in a beautiful Balinese cafe, very westernized, bamboo, superfoods on the menu, many plants for Instagram shots, but that is okay because I love that. And in today's conversation, I bring you Hannah Marco. The ultimate jack of all, master of many, or as I like to call her, the Altered States connoisseur. Founder of Altered States Energy, a concept and business that powerfully transports individuals and groups into altered states of being in order to access their deepest subconscious and safely rewrite the limiting beliefs that hold them back. Through the modalities of breathwork, herbalism, and erotic massage, Han works to serve others to achieve their most expansive and self-expressive self. From substance addiction to queer sex work, Han's rich history and life makes for one entertaining conversation. In this convo, we go through what is an altered state and how can we use this as a tool to change the way we live, how this mode of reprogramming can lead to quicker results than talk therapy, her story from hardcore partying and addiction to intentional connection and living, using herbalism and plant allies for deep expansion, how erotic massage can lead to more self-acceptance, body love, and the overcoming of sexual trauma, how to juggle multiple passions and businesses at once, and the key to living an inspired life, among so much banter and vibe. So I hope you enjoy this one. Let's go. Welcome everyone to the Barefoot Hustler podcast, where hustlers, creatives, and seekers unite and realize we're all one, where the hustle meets the flow. I'm your friend and host, Sejin Gunaridis, and my intention is to delinear the labels we always try and squeeze into and give permission for us to live in the spaces between. So whether you're a hustler that could benefit from slowing down and bringing more alignment and purpose to your work, or you're a free spirit that's getting a calling to bring more structure, drive, and creation to your life, I'm super grateful you're taking a wee little chunk of your day to grow with me, both for your future self and the collective at large. Together, let's pioneer a new way of living and redefine what it means to live a rich, connected, and purposeful life in the 21st century. Let's all be barefoot hustlers. So take off your shoes, grab a coffee, and let's jump in. I want to officially welcome you to the Barefoot Hustler podcast studio, which is aka your home. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm very grateful that it is in my home. I feel like we can go anywhere in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to ask you in your own words, what do you do, Miss Han Marco? Ah, the million dollar question. Thank you, Sedge. Good luck. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I would say that I am a very magical 34-year-old Jewish entrepreneurian queer woman. Yes. Well done. Thank you. Um, I feel like I've definitely gone through every career path you could possibly think of. Um, but more recently, I feel like I would define myself as a multi-potentialite, rapper, b-baller, photographer, creative entrepreneur, um, MC, space holder. Yes. And all at a high caliber, may, may I add? Very high. <laughs> yes. Also Climate. queer sex worker. Just right. had to add that one in because, you know. Pause, double click, multi-potentialite. What is that? You've called me this and I want a definition. Multi-potentialite is just the potential to be able to do multiple things, to be able to go down many paths, to have so many branches of your tree that you can fulfill and go down. Mm. Um, and I definitely see that with you. And I definitely feel that within myself, which means, yeah, I feel like I could go down lots of different paths all the time. So a blend of a wide variety of interests and passions as well as skill within them to actually be able to offer that, not just like, I'm interested in mushroom foraging. I've never done it before, but I'm not, that's not an offering of mine. Mm-hmm. So it's okay, cool. I like mm-hmm. that. Great. And your main shtick? So my main shtick right now is Altered States Energy. So oh, yeah. Altered States Energy is that's basically- That's the business name? That's the business name. Altered States Energy. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So like we're next to this altar, the body as A-S-E, an altar. A-S-E, A-S-E. Hey, cool. Why not? Why not? All right. Just free promo in there, free branding. We're just making it all up, making it all happen here. So Altered States Energy is basically an umbrella term for three pillars in which I will take people on an Altered States journey. Okay. 
So a lot about altered states is that everyone has the medicine inside of themselves to tap into their own higher potential, higher state of self. Um, there are there's the conscious world and then there's the subconscious world. So there's the visible that we live in and then there's the invisible. So basically altered states is about going into the invisible, into the subconscious and being able to tap in and connect with the parts of yourself that are hiding, that are actually stopping you from achieving your higher self. Love. Okay, pause. So what is altered states? It's that state of being that is in between maybe sleeping and the conscious world that we're walking, buying a bread loaf from a bakery vibe. It's an in-between state. What does that look like? So it's a liminal realm. It's a different realm. Like the, the liminal, sorry, the altered states that we already know of are things like dreaming, sleeping, um, when you're in medication or in the hospital and things like that. Um, an altered state could also be like a near-death experience that you have when mm-hmm. you're actually in a shifted shifted state of awareness. Mm-hmm. So the three different pillars in which I'm working with with the altered states energy is breath work, taking mm-hmm. people on trance-like altered states experiences to go into the liminal of themselves mm-hmm. through breath work, through plants. Mm-hmm. So a range of different plants to shift up the psyche to enable a deeper connection with themselves and allow another part of their brains to be accessed to find different medicine that is hiding within them. Love all of this. Yes. And then also Eros. So erotic trance and erotic energy. Okay. Pause. So altered states can look very different in different. So if you go through and find an altered states state through Eros, it will look different than an altered states access through breath work versus plants. Yeah. Okay. Um, and why would I want to come into this altered states? And is this the same altered states as in like, if I drink alcohol versus take pingers, is this the same altered state? Cool. So jumping on that, yes, similar in the sense that when we do party and we take alcohol and we take drugs, that is putting you, putting us into an altered state. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like the reason that we do do that is because it does open up parts of our brains which allow us to be more open and feel more connected to ourselves. Also disconnect from maybe a reality that we don't want to be um, a part of at the time. So Mm -hmm. it is all a lot about our intention and what we desire to do. I feel like a lot of people take drugs and party when they do that unconsciously, they're actually doing that to feel more connected to themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay? So in this regard, we're actually doing the altered states energy. We're going into it with more intention to be able to actually close down and not have any distractions around us, Mm -hmm. not have any laughter or dance or movement, like actually just go completely within Mm -hmm. and allow for the medicine of the plant to weave in with your unique soul and allow you to open up the doorway to your higher self, Mm. your higher self knowledge that might be trapped within you, trauma that might be trapped in your body, ideas that might be stagnant within you. So I suppose it's similar in the sense of, yes, you're still taking something to alter your your framework, but in this regard, it's actually also working more with plants. And intention. And intention. So it's like, okay, so this is like based on the premise of we all live from a certain belief system, script, uh, programming, you might say. And this is what I say a lot where it's like, you're not, you're born pure, I guess, at your soul blueprint, your, before you've been influenced by your parents, your, the media operating, every all that jazz, which I guess, you know, we, this blue, this pure soul moves through, but then is learned. Sorry. It has to learn different ways of surviving and thriving in the environment. Um, and that's when we learn different traits and belief systems. I must do this in order to be worthy. I need to look this way or whatever that is. I need to suppress that part. Otherwise I'll be judged. So it's, it's as an adult now, I would be curious to go into this altered state because in that altered state of being, I can access these, these kind of like, I see this like file of belief systems of thinking of programming. And that's where we can change it. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Uh, But in a much deeper way, because 
you know, I've been through therapy. I know you do parts work and I know a lot of part about parts work is that you have to check in with yourself and go into a bit of like a meditative state to check in with different parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of similar in the sense of it's not so much mental. It's not so much about your mind. It's actually just about surrendering, going into a state of surrender. So mm-hmm. there needs to be a lot of surrender there. You, mm-hmm. you have, We have a lot of psychological defenses that are keeping mm-hmm our higher self from ourselves that's limiting beliefs so i was just going to say like if i was before going to this altered states if you tried like talk therapy yeah so if i went to go see a psych i'm speaking on this level of consciousness about this box of beliefs and just for example uh my capacity to start my own business if i don't think i'm uh, worthy enough or i don't have the skills or the traits whatever it's going to be really difficult and that's going to manifest in this world by through procrastination or through not giving it a shot and things like that. So I'm going to just say this psych to talk about this belief system. But if I'm not in that deeper realm, if I'm just speaking on this conscious realm, I guess you're saying that that it would be very hard to, to change these beliefs. It just takes longer. Mm -hmm. Therapy is still great. Working on yourself in those different ways is amazing. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. medication can help for people that take that you know, many things can actually help socializing, um, a new job, finding your passion, finding your purpose. Many things can help. However, for me, this has been the biggest shift in my existence because it's actually an experiential experience that you have where you can actually target the core belief Mm. and shift that question listening. (laughs) Okay. Let's go through. You said that this was one of the biggest shifts in your life. I would love to explore the life that is Hanamako. How did you come to realizing this, the power of altered states? Like, you know, you're offering this as a, as a business and we'll go th- through what that looks like through breathwork, through plants and through Eros, accessing Eros to, as you said, I'm just doing this because it's like, so I can summarize in my brain and listeners can hopefully follow. So you can step into your higher self and access the answers, the wisdom within you to step into your highest. So like, yeah, if there's a gap between where who you are now, whether that's in intimate relationships or career, whatever, using altered states to shift this belief system and step into a highest version of yourself. How did you get to the point where you realized that this was a thing, that you were passionate about it, how to change your life? Let's go back a few years. Ah, <laughs> so many lives I've lived. I'm going to start speaking like Hannah Marco. Welcome to the podcast. It's okay. <laughs> we, I am you and you are me. So... Yeah, like just jumping on what I was saying earlier, which was when people start to party and take drugs, um, I feel like reflecting on that now, it was about finding a deeper connection to myself, finding more understanding with myself. At that time, um, I probably started partying quite hard um, and with people who I enjoyed it to do, to do it with and festivals and kind of more, not just like the early day. Team. Not the early yeah. day kind of 18th and 21st and champagne and just, you know, all of that chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably 21. Okay. What and, color hair did you have then? Uh, at the time, my hair was not colored yet, oh. but it has been blue, purple, red, shaved, semi-shaved. And currently it is? And I am ashamed to say I also had some dreadlocks. <gasps> no, uh, no. Claim it. Claim it. Claim it. Claim it. Black <laughs> girl goes to India, gets dreadlocks. So... Drugs and alcohol and partying has always been a very, a very big part of my life. In the beginning, done in a lot more of a non-conscious way. I definitely have had my stomach pumped by um, like paramedics. I've broken my foot while really high on ketamine, uh, partying. I've just, yeah, really had a colorful history with drugs and alcohol. Mm. In saying that, it's bringing, it's brought me so much awareness of myself so much understanding of myself so many highs and so much experiential deep love for myself and understanding for myself that the world in which we live on in isn't what is portrayed to be okay through drinking through partying yes okay how did that teach you more about yourself well firstly i just felt like i was actually just being seen for the first time um because before that all of the people that i was hanging out with were very much in the nine to five and very much still in a structured life that was laid out for them. And of course, over that time of doing it, not so consciously, I, as I transformed, so did the partying. Mm -hmm. And so 
that's where Partying with Purpose came to be about, mm-hmm. which is intentional drug and alcohol workshops at festivals and mm-hmm. also fortnightly um, on Saturday nights in the city because being in those spaces of drinking a lot and connecting all at festivals and taking drugs can be really amazing but can also be a bit of a trap. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you felt seen when you started partying, it con- uh, consciously or unconsciously, because for those that might not know, you are an extrovert. So maybe you were seen stepping out of the workplace. You can be the vibrant, fun, engaging person. But when, so partying with purpose came about because you realized that it, this way of being seen was in an unconscious way and there were dangers around that. Like how did that, like where do we, how did you get to offering this Definitely. I feel, well, when I first started partying, I decided to start running parties myself mm-hmm. and because I couldn't really, I didn't really keep myself in check with it. So I would get sometimes a little bit more wrecked, mangled, fucked up than what I would have liked to. And I started realizing how much medicine was in partying when you did it with intention, when you actually thought about what you were taking mm. when you didn't mix it with other things, when you actually thought, mm, what is my intention for this medicine that I'm taking? Because I started to realize, oh, I can actually gain so many insights from this. This is allowing me to tap into a higher connection within myself. So that was the entry point. So through partying, realizing that there was beauty amongst it to change, to step up, but it was entangled with not so great habits. And then you try to do the same thing, access the same states but without the bad habits, without the getting mangled, as you called it? Just talking more about it, like, you know, at festivals, getting together and talking about having a check-in. Okay, who's feeling okay? Who's not feeling okay? Mm. Um, You know, who's planning on taking this on Sunday? Maybe we're all thinking about taking acid. Do you want to do that? Do you not want to do that? Um, Is there anyone that needs to, making sure we ate food before, making sure Mm. we all knew where our campsite was set up. It's very basic things when you think about it now, but when you first start going to festivals and partying, still many people don't know about any of these simple concepts of mm. looking after yourself whilst you are. I love that because, yeah, drugs can't, some drugs like psychedelics can be supremely expanding. Like for, I can say acid and mushrooms has definitely changed my life for the better, but also I've taken acid and mushrooms in a way that wasn't intentional and I didn't get the beauty from it because, you know, I describe these, yeah, plant allies, tools, medicine as ways for me to shift a lot of what I think is real or what, like, you know, it shifts the paradigms of, that I've created for myself and allows me to approach almost this whiteboard. It like, rubs out all the rules that I've written on this whiteboard and gives me the marker. And, but it can also be, I guess with these ways, it can be unsafe if done in, you know, too, with too much or not in a good environment or around the wrong people, or if you have no idea what you're doing, hence being guided or even like in this sense, doing it with a bunch of friends at a dwarf, having people that you trust there. What is your intention? How much are we taking? Let's do it all together. So it's taking away the dangers yes. of this like party scene. Cause yeah. And I, and I, I would say for me, I have, I can experience this, the psychedelics part, but the parties in the alcohol, I'm actually like curious. Cause for me, it's actually taken me away mm-hmm. from the expanding. Totally. And I'll jump on that because from the party yeah. with purpose, I also went deeper into just herbalism generally and plants, having plant allies connecting stronger with each plant and each psychedelic and each, um, yeah, different medicine and that they all have their own wisdom because they're such ancient, they're from a different kingdom, they're from a different realm, they have their own gifts to give us when they are intertwined with our system. Can you give other examples of plants? Like I can think of mushrooms. What else? So you could journey with rose. You could journey with mugwort. You could journey with poppy seed. You could journey with blue lotus. You could journey with rosemary. You can basically journey and connect with any plant. And they all have their own subtle in in their own different ways. But they have different magnetism that they bring in, different medicine that they bring in. um, Which, again, you have to be quite clear for and clean for to be able to take in what they're offering as well. Also mm. cannabis is something that I offer people to journey with. And the, um, more, the more subtle, for example, rose versus a deeper one, like ayahuasca, like ayahuasca, I think, I mean, you have to be clear for them all, but rose is so subtle that you're, you have to be so open. And that means what, or what does being open mean? I mean, again, it has to do with a lot with intention, mm-hmm. the way that you would dose, it would have to be different. And it also wouldn't be so much. Yes. You have to be open in the sense that, 
you have to believe that there is medicine mm. inside of this spirit. Not only are you ingesting it, but perhaps it's also that you're spraying rose spray on you. Maybe that it is you're putting the rose petals in your chocolate. Maybe it's that you're sitting with mm. the having the rose like underneath your pillow. Like you yeah. have to be open yeah. to yeah. want to or be yeah, open to having these experiences. And also sensitivity in your body. If you're smashing coffee, cocaine, you've gone to your crazy CEO job, your probably your nervous system is probably so shot that you're not gonna feel rose the effect of rose yeah exactly cool yeah. okay so you're on this journey 21 partying realized that there was magic within this um and that you were able to find more parts of yourself but also there were dangers involved and then you try to create or you did create parties with purpose so bring more intention into this space and then then through more of my journey into <clears throat> herbalism into going into altered states like being with ayahuasca like being with peyote like being um, like wanting to also reconnect with what my relationship with alcohol was as well. And that's also a part of where I went very much into my alchemist, which was creating my own spirits from scratch and putting more of these medicines in with the spirits. And that's where you would have tinctures and um, yeah, different, different ways of having spirits, different ways of having alcohol, but making it from scratch with yourself again, that intention. So I guess I went from partying with purpose to understanding herbalism and creating it and going on my own journeys and strengthening my connection with plant allies. So then also realizing and experimenting within myself, how those things made me feel and, and the amount of wisdom that I could gain just through being in the presence of each of these spirits as mm. each of, of each of these plants. So was this like changing of life? As you said at the start, this was what completely allowed you to step up and completely evolve into this new version of yourself. Was it like a, do you remember a moment along this journey or was it like a gradual, wow, I feel seen, I feel expanded. Cool, cool, cool. How can I reach this altered state? Like, and like, what was that shift in, in belief? If there was one, I guess, I guess taking ayahuasca was probably, I feel like I see it as partying, then intentional partying, festivals, and then I are being like the new festivals mm. in the sense of being able to do so much, being able to have so, do so much self-work on yourself, but in such a short period of time. But because this is an actual experiential experience, it's changed you on a cellular level without you even needing to talk, mm. which has always been one of my, um, you know, superpowers. Mm -hmm. So in this state, I also love altered states energy and love that I'm bringing this medicine into the world because it actually just empowers the other person to have the experiential experience within their body because they are the ones that mm. have the magic inside of them versus I've always been the person that, you know, talks a lot and is that extroverted and is very too much energy but this feels very aligned in alignment for me because it's actually just much more being the guide and empowering that person that they know the answers mm, too much energy is subjective let's take that back you are not too much <laughs> no i am so much in the best possible perfectly way. much okay insert hair flip here yes <laughs> so I love this. So getting into the altered states enhances the effectiveness of change. So you can change on this conscious level through talk therapy, through anything, through, you know, yeah, supportive friends and things like that. But by accessing this altered states through all the things that we've said already allows you to go deep. And like, as you said, change yourself on a cellular level. So when you come back into maybe a, high, a normal consciousness, these things last in your body and this can act, this is the way to change your life deeper, quicker, whatever it is. 100% because it's through the subconscious, which actually rules the conscious. Yes. So you can, we, again, you can consciously know all these different things, but consciously be like, all right, that's my blockage. Um, I feel like I'm not enough, for instance. And, um, you know, that's just my blockage and now it's stopping me from doing things. But then as soon as you go into these states and you allow Firstly, you have to surrender. You've got to get into a space of surrender, which I know is difficult for people and allowing these psychological defenses to come down so that you can go into the trapped information that's in your body that's mm. been stagnant. And it's definitely not simple. Like it's Call not like you trauma? just do that. We're talking about trauma. Okay. Um, but for instance, 
like we've just been talking about the plant realm. So we've been talking about, say, psychedelics. They talk about psychedelics being the back door to the psyche, but breathwork is actually the front door to the psyche. I love this. And so jumping on that, okay, how did I, you know, my excitement through getting from partying to my love for herbalism. Also in there in between, I found breathwork as a part of sobriety and as a part of recovery, as a part Mm. of going into an altered state and being able to get high when I knew that I had to stop drinking and smoking and partying for a while. So it's your, it's, it was your journey to find a way to access altered states in a healthy, something you can do every single day. Really quickly, before you go into sobriety, breath work as a way of getting in, uh, who is this for? Is it to access, should we all be trying to seek this? Like who is listening to this being like, cool, is this for me or not? Yeah, definitely there are there are more high risk people that it would be more scary to go into these experiences to go into these states um you know when you're in your first trimester of um, being pregnant you shouldn't do this type of breathing and like by the way um breath work is also an umbrella i feel like it's very trendy these days it gets thrown around there's a lot of different breath work people are doing my breath work is actually rebirthing breath work so you're actually breathing in what's called a conscious connected breath laying down with your eyes closed through your nose um, for an hour. So for an hour, you have to breathe in a specific way and all of your, basically, your resistance comes up, your frustration, your monkey mind to try and, oh, what's Mm. happening? Where's it going? You know, there's a lot that that can come up before you go into these altered states as well. It's not like you drop into them straight away because we have those defenses because basically our body is so intelligent that it created those defenses for us so that we could lock those things away so they weren't going to affect us so that we can survive. Okay, so someone that is interested, it's anyone that wants, probably has that deeper sense that they're not showing up in a certain part of their life, that they're falling short of their, in quotation marks, higher self. So if I am not confident to approach people as friends or to start conversation with the guy or girl that I'm interested in, ask for a promotion, not be their most confident, self-assured self. So if you're detecting that you're living from fear or doubt or insecurity or anything like that, this is a way that I can overcome this or meet this and step into what I know I'm capable of. Yeah? For sure. It's about creating your, being your best self. It's about being with your higher self It's about moving through any blockages that you have day to day. You could move through um, depression. You can move through anxiety. You could move through relationship wounds. You could move through grief. You can just use it also as a regulation tool. Like sometimes when I breathe with myself, I don't need to go into like a deep space of um, trauma or feeling or laughing or crying or mm. yelling or screaming to move through anything. I could actually just sometimes have a really nice regulating breathe where I just lay there and I feel very just at one with myself. Mm. Um, Can I ask, might be deep, but an example, you can choose whether it was through breathwork or plants or eros or whatever, a moment or experience where you really met a version of yourself or a limiting belief and how you change that. Like, can you give an example? I feel like that would be super interesting. Definitely. I would say the first thing that came to mind was I got two things came to mind. One, I had always been quite negative about men. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose that I could have been, I could have been portrayed as the angry feminist or the, when was this? the man hating lesbian a few years ago. Um, and you know, I would notice that sometimes I wouldn't remember men's names or men would come up to me and be like, you know, we've met 10 times and I just wouldn't <laughs> flag them. And, and I just, I had a lot of anger around mm. them. And it wasn't until I went into one of these altered states, one of these um, breathwork journeys within myself that I actually got to heal my own masculine and go into a space of really feeling really feeling them and really feeling how difficult it must be to not be able to surrender or be in your emotions as easily as what women can be. And, um, and also just at specific retreats actually then seeing men go into those spaces themselves also made me feel really 
proud and inspired and grateful. And I feel like I was able to just go into understanding my own masculine and where that hate or despise was coming from within myself. Where did it come from? It came from another layer, which was really being able to go into like my core, a core wounding of feeling actually very unworthy. Mm. And I feel like everyone has these different personal laws that actually subconsciously rule them Mm. where, you know, it's either that I'm not enough or I'm too much or um, I'm, I'm not worthy. I'm I'm bad. I'm evil. Like there's many Mm. subconscious patterns that I think that can rule us. And Sure, I might come out as like, Han Mako, you know, she's so she's so great. She loves herself. She loves people. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like now I've done a lot of work on the on the worthy, worthiness um on my worthy on my worth. But I was able to go into where that began. And sure, a lot of the time they're just woundings that happen to us that are really small, could be small, could be like a gross trauma from when we're quite young, but actually being able to go in and remember the first time that you know, my mom, um, you know, took my brothers out somewhere and didn't take me there. And Mm. that made me feel unworthy, whatever. I could go into actually the space of being a Mm. four-year-old and fully remembering that memory Mm. that I have like not thought about in forever and actually be able to be with that memory, cry and allow myself to rid myself of whatever the expression was that I couldn't release or understand because I was so small at that time Mm. and then feel clear from it. So growing up, not getting certain really important needs met shifts and plants, as you call them, personal laws, I call it scripts or programming into us. And then when that is deep in our bodies, it can be expressed in today, everyday kind of actions and behaviors, which in that case, it was you, not accepting uh, men or not noticing them or not remembering them. And then you using breath work as a tool to come into an altered state to meet the part of you that holds these beliefs and realize and, and meet them with compassion and understanding because you saw it's not men, but maybe in that four-year-old memory, you didn't know what was going on. So you thought it was that. And then, so it allows you to meet that part or that belief system and, I guess essentially step into the higher self, which is is full of compassion and love and understanding. I always say this as well to uh, my clients when I am sharing the parts work, you know you're at your highest self when you have endless compassion and love and understanding and you're grateful for these parts. Some parts, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful when I'm excited. Everyone can be. Can I be grateful when I'm judgmental or if I'm when I'm insecure and really see these beliefs as it's, we're just trying the best we can in all these situations. And that's when I know, okay, this is when I'm acting from my higher self. Love it. And also that those, those, that space is okay to be in, like invite in that judgment and have a cup of tea with it and mm-hmm. be like, where is this coming from? What is this? And again, that then goes into embracing your shadow and actually allowing there to be space for that grief, that rage, that anger, that, um, that judgment, all of these things that we perceive to be as, quite ugly and you know when we do invite in those those feelings or when we do feel the the complexity and the density of what those are and that's something that you can have in the altered states experience is that you can go into um like a memory that has trapped trauma in it that you haven't actually felt the full capacity of the emotion for it to come out of your body Mm. and so also just being with it, giving it time. Cause again, we can say compassion, compassion, compassion. I'm a part of the compassion cult, but actually <laughs> it takes a lot to get to that place. Fuck and it. for me also tying back in with the self-worth is like, I was using alcohol a lot to cope and drown, um, drown my worth. Mm. Um, because I grew up watching my mom do that. Mm. So again, it's like, it's, it's again coming full circle for me where it's the medicine of partying when I've had to take breaks from that, because even though I think it's such deep medicine, it's also very effective to not party as well and be in mm. spaces of just your own, mm. your own eros. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Can you go? You can go there. Okay. So we've talked about breath work and yeah. how it's actually affected. You gave an example. We've talked about plants briefly. We can go deeper. Eros. Let's double click on that because I've experienced breath work. I've experienced um, plants as ways to, yes, refine myself, reclaim myself. 
Eros is something I'm se- stepping into in the past 12 months, but I want to hear your explanation of how, one, what is Eros? And two, how can we use that to reclaim ourselves and the high, our higher self? And how does that look in an offering as well? Cool. I would say Eros is, again, much more of an energetic frequency in which you can hold with regards to your, like the energy of creation, like from your sacral chakra, so like sexual energy, which I also think, which also is very tied to creativity. Like they come out of the same um, space. Mm. So sexual, sexual energy and creativity. Definitely exactly cool. the same place. Mm. Um, so I feel sometimes if, yeah, sometimes you can be in a really creative space and that's where all of your eros, your creative eros is going into creativity and you're with the muse of, of creativity where you're making all these new concepts and projects and things and not actually maybe so much sexually mm. or then maybe down the other end of the spectrum you could be like really deep in doing in like having lots of hot sex but you're maybe creatively blocked or you're doing it together and they're just like what that's the difference so it's so it's not like uh causation versus correlation if i step into my sexuality more and explore that which recently for example when i did uh hanavella's sacred slot for a two day, two weekend experience where it allowed me to access parts where I'm like, oh my God, I am, uh, you know, we were taken through exercises and practices that allowed me to rewrite a lot of the stories that I'd created on not being sexy or worthy in that space or desirable. But then after that, I experienced me and a friend, Vaughn, who did it, a massive surge in our creativity through like ideas for my podcast, my business and all that jazz. So I was like, oh, correlation. No, that was causation. Mm-hmm. But you're saying can be completely removed. It's just, a, it's a spectrum like astrology is, oh, I'm a Leo. Like, doesn't mean that you need to be, I'm not, you are. Doesn't mean that you need, well, you obviously are. You doesn't are. need to be that, you know, you're this huge extroverted person. Um, it could be that the other end of the spectrum is that that person isn't, you know, and that they're working towards that or they're big in a different way. So it makes sense that you had this surge in creativity when you were working on your sexuality, when you were in that space, because it's like, creation like creation of like an egg and the sperm and creating a child and creation of creating things it's actually the same energy Mm. um so you could be birthing a project but you can also be birthing a child it's like very they're overlapping in there i've never actually put this together where it's sexual energy two people coming together sex creating baby Oh my God, great. Whoa. Yeah. It's also like the conception for an idea. Conce- also yes. like it's, it's very, that's your homework. Yes. Okay. Um, thank you for that realization. So yeah, but um, coming back to the Eros. types of altered states that I would take people on with regards to Eros, um, I feel like when people have sex, you go into a trance. Like when you're in sex, you're in the liminal, you're in, mm. you're breathing, you're connected to your breath, you're pulsating energy all through it's not just in your like pussy or your cock. It's actually being this is breathed good, this is through. This is good sex. Good, good sex. sex when you're good not sex. in your head. Yeah. When it's being breathed through you, that person back out and you're kind of in this like circular motion of yeah. trance state together. Mm. So yeah, at the moment I'm taking people through altered states through Eros, through erotic massage. Oh. So cool. many people who maybe haven't received in a while or find it difficult to receive or give a lot in their life and just want to unapologetically receive um, or don't know what it's like to be touched and create exactly what we're talking about, create that, that those pulses and that flow of ever-changing erotic energy through the body. Like perhaps they've never even had that before. Mm. Perhaps they want to experience what it's like to be with a queer woman. And Mm. by the way, I'm doing this erotic massage mainly with women and with queer people Mm -hmm. because I feel like generally sex work has been targeted a lot to men. And for me, it feels also a lot more in alignment to be working with women and queer people because... Yeah, then I'm actually in a very authentic space. Yeah, because as I think, well, I think it's very easy. I'm to... attracted to women. I'm not sure whether you knew. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's like I also am more magnetized to work with people that have been on the same journey of whether you were living a life that wasn't your own, you were go go. Whether that was for me, it was 
corporate when that's not my path and then reclaiming my life and through that. So a lot of people that are attracted to work with me are of a similar thread or just like can see similarities. So it makes sense that I guess you want to work with queer people, women, Uh, erotic massage. What is that? So basically I just want to note as well that all the time we're going into these altered spaces and especially in the erotic massages, we're trying to get ourselves out of our head and into our body. And a lot of the time it's very hard for people to, get out of their head and into their body because there is uh, there is trauma there or there are those defenses which keep us in the mind to not go into being in the body. Erotic massage, again, people are coming to be in that space and the same thing needs to happen with breathwork and with plants where those psychological defenses and that ability to feel safe, which is a very big part of it, mm. um, will allow you to soften and melt into being able to receive. Mm. So erotic massage is basically a really sexy lit room with like red lighting. Also sometimes maybe purple lighting, candles, roses, a really good playlist. Lots of discussion of intention as well before, as you would talk about it with breathwork, as you would talk about it with plants as to what that person wants to experience. Lots of discussions around boundaries, obviously, and consent and things like that. And basically the experience is to be I'm naked and that person is naked or as naked as they want to be basically going into a space of receiving a regular massage. It's just that we're building Eros together. So Mm. that person is basically I'm being invited to, and I feel very grateful to be able to be in a space where I can be touching their body, touching their temple, um, empowering them to also giving them permission to speak up if they ever need to about their boundaries and Mm. different things like that, because that's also important basically moving between all the different androgynous zones and then back into an actually a regular massage. So very, is there a penetration role? No. No. Okay. So, okay. And, but very intimate, very intimate. Wow. So vulnerable for them. Very vulnerable for them. Yeah. Um, there has to be a lot of safety that is built before. Do you, yeah. Do you ever get people that come in more for like the pleasure? Is it always healing? It's a range of reasons. Mm. Sometimes it's healing if that person, like I have, I've had one person who hadn't been touched by anyone or been in intimacy at all for four years. And, you know, this also, lots of people come for this because I suppose society really doesn't give a lot of space for intimacy in just friendships and relating. I feel like we're really guided or brainwashed into just thinking, you know, all of these magical experiences that you can have with someone is just for your partner. So, you know, I also just, I have so much intimacy with my friends all the time. We can kiss, we can give each other breast massages, we can hold each other, we can cuddle. You know, many people don't have people that they can do that with. Mm. So they can be very starved of intimacy and touch. Mm. So people come literally just for that. I've had someone who, um, you know, they had had a child and then their body had changed and they hadn't been naked in front of someone in like a really long time because the relationship had broken up just after the birth. And, you know, they came in and had the experience. They were talking really negatively about themselves. And and then at the end, I left the room so that they could put their clothes back on, came back into the room and they were just looking at themselves in front of the mirror, just touching themselves like, I am so sexy. Oh my God. After you know, like a two hour massage from you? After a two hour massage. Of, wow. There's a mirror there. Like they get to watch they get to also like be able to touch my body with that. Um, yeah. Just with so much, which so much loving presence. It's actually about loving presence. Okay. So I'm going to try to observe. So someone comes in with these beliefs that, you know, uh, maybe intimacy or sexuality or whatever it is can be unsafe. That can, this is an example because maybe something happened. There were, abused or something like that to varying extents, maybe growing up or not appreciated or not loved unconditionally. And so they come to you, you create safety around communication, around intention, around also dropping people into a parasympathetic nervous system, a calmness, beautiful smells and, you know, their sensuality. And then after experiencing this one, two hour, whatever massage, it's almost like they, their body can, it's seated, believe I can be in this space safely. Someone that sees me, you know, loves me, touches me safely and it feels good. And then afterwards it's help, that's helping them rewrite. Hey, I'm, you know, intimacy doesn't mean 
pain or doesn't mean suffering. <gasps> I love that. You nailed that. Thank you. You can be a promo girl for a testimony. Obviously, you'll have to have one. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, you actually nailed it because through creating all of that experience, through creating all of that safety, it's like they are then going on an altered state because they haven't been in that space before. Also, you're creating a trance state together by being able to share in trusting sensual energy. Um, It's a lot about building trust. And I think a lot of the time we are really told not to trust ourselves, not to Mm. trust our gut. We're told to be in our heads, to be in worry, to be in anxiety. Actually being in a space of true surrender Mm. and trust is huge. Mm. That's something that's come up a lot in my life where a lot of just say, if I'm observing in the conscious realm behaviors that I know aren't my highest self, and that's come from the past few years, really trying to be, become attuned and sensitive to what it does look like when I am in my highest self. And that is me going for what I want, me not putting an, you know, a high amount of pressure on myself to do these things. This is my living example. And so when I do notice I am in that times where I wake up, I'm like, all right, I got to do this. And I'm really hard on myself. And I pause. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me go deeper into where this is coming from. And it always does go back to a belief system where it's like, okay, actually, if I don't do this, I won't be okay. I won't be seen. I need to do X again to, to be seen. And I guess appreciated opposed to if I did sit in my worth. And for me, the biggest thing is trust. Everything will be okay. If you don't do anything. If, if you don't leave the bed, you are worthy regardless. If you don't look a certain way, you are lovable regardless. And just trusting, trusting rather than me, like it, the part of me that controls or need, needs a problem solve, jump in the driver's seat and have to work everything out. Actually, how can I surrender and believe? Yeah, it might sound woo-woo, but in this higher kind of flow of life and believe that everything will be okay. And I just need to not resist what is happening and actually just flow with the seasons, with the cycles, with what is happening around me. Hell yeah. Flow baby. Hashtag trust. Hashtag trust. Uh, yeah. It's very, it's a very, it's a very simple medicine, but we haven't been able to exercise it enough or told to, or shown to trust mm. our intuition or trust ourselves in any regard, or people have broken our trust so much that we have just, you mm. know, completely shut off. Mm. Um, it's a constant journey. All these things. You're offering a lot. I am. Yes. Like breath work uh, and plant stuff through like mugwort, rose, that kind of stuff, as well as Eros. And I know you have a lot of other offerings. It's hashtag multi-potentialite. Uh-huh. Is that an actual word? It is. It actually is. Great. Is that hard? Is juggling 17 things. Firstly, there's a lot that I'm offering. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot, which used to be a really negative thing. Mm. But it's actually not at all because just like we've spoken about all of this, they all are, they're all so interlapping. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they all come back to the same thing. For me, I also feel like I can thrive in so many spaces, like doing this individually with people, doing this at, with groups with people, doing this at retreats with people. It doesn't feel like it's, it feels like this Alter states energy is a reflection of myself because I am a lot and the world says be one thing choose your thing and that's always been really stressful Mm. for me like finding my purpose and what's my one thing and again just you know studying psychology and human resource management and youth work and photography and like being an after school care teacher and like doing carpentry and then doing gardening like I literally have just really okay no this is cool let's a two thing two threads I want to follow so one Having so many things on your plate, jack of all, master of some. It's definitely not none. A hundred percent. That's what multiple. I did. Yep, yep, yep. So that one, I love that because I can really resonate with this. But, and in terms of what I resonate with is having many, many interests and passions and generally being so excited when people are like, follow your nose, follow your gut. I'm like, great. But I actually have so many things that excite me, which is great. Blessed, grateful for that. But we have 24 hours in a day. We have seven days in a week. We have to look after our health as well and rest and play and do all these things, juggling all of this. That's one. How do you do that? Because if I don't bring a lot of intention into this, I burn the fuck out. And also I want to touch on afterwards the too muchness. But let's pin that because that is triggering in a beautiful way because I also 
have gone through experiences growing up being told I'm too much. And in the past, that's been something I pushed back. I really don't like that. But then that's something I'm stepping into more. But again, pinned behind us. One, multi-potentialite challenges, juggling so many things. How do you do it? Enlighten me, please. Well, firstly, like the altered states energy are all just things that I also just enjoy for pleasure. So they're all things that I do in my day-to-day life. They're all things that are part of my practices and things that I love to do. So it doesn't feel like too much. So accessing these altered states doesn't have to be this crazy deep. I'm rewriting. You can just be having sipping on rose, which helps you connect back in maybe with your heart, or you can do normal, maybe karma breath work that just brings you into state of oneness. And what was the other one? Eros. You can, what's an everyday Eros? Just be in, just enjoy sex for sex. Just enjoy pleasure for pleasure. Just Mm. enjoy like a woman's breasts on your body because you love it mm. not because you need to feel safe but because you already do feel safe and you're mm. like hell yeah i just want some I like that the differentiating depths of it cool but it is differentiating depths because for me for instance like taking someone on a cannabis journey it's like for me how i would connect for instance with cannabis <clears throat> is that that is my one of my number one spirit allies now one of my number one muses that help me connect to my creativity Mm-hmm. So I could be trying to rap or trying to work on a poem or trying to work also on rapper. something. Also rapper, shout out Hanaki. Um, <laughs> yes. I could be working on that and then feel very creatively blocked and then smoke a joint, have the intention of like, I want to work on this, mm. meditate, be with myself for five or 10 minutes. And then boom, I have like a whole verse written or mm. I can have a whole, um, yeah, I, I just, just u- using these altered states to actually not only process, also process, but also channel information, also get a lot of creativity, also just rest and rejuvenate. I really, really admire, like you can see it oozing out the almost, it's, I was gonna say, no, it's devotion and passion on these muses, on these, on everything that we've talked about. You are an altered states connoisseur. Ooh. Maybe that could be a thing. I'll take it. I'll take that. Fully. And how can we access it in, healthy everyday ways or deeper, not everyday ways, safely. Yeah. I love that. Connoisseur. Yeah. Connoisseur makes but me also, feel like ice cream, so I'm into it. Great. Yes. What flavor of ice cream would you be? Oh my God. I like coffee. No, I like... What, what flavor would you oh, be? Um, maybe the Napolitano all in one because yeah. I'm so much. Yeah. Maybe I'm rainbow. Yeah, yes. And let's go to the so yeah, much, but also you didn't... How do I juggle all of these things? You juggle all of these things by... Oh, you said finding pleasure. I feel, yeah, like I do many of these things just for pleasure. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel like I'm juggling them. Um, Living alone, I think, helps because I'm in a space where I am, I have a lot of time to myself. Mm. I am also just constantly inspired by and feeling like my capacity is just so large. My heart is just so large. Mm. My capacity is so large. My extrovertism is so large. My medicine as myself is so large Mm. that... I feel like I can I can hold very big space. So the more connected you are to whatever you're doing, the more inspiration, the more excitement, the more motivation, the more life force that does come out. 100%. Yeah. If I'm not connected to myself, I can't be connected to anyone. Mm. And like that's all about, yeah, know, <clears throat> knowing the self. Yeah, that was a conversation I had recently with two friends, both who are really dedicated to their work and feel like their work is aligned with their soul path. And a few of them, it was funny. I described it as, wow, you had, you sacrificed six months of your life to create this. And another friend to, to create this giant event that was epic. And another friend that sacrificed in quotation marks, two months of his life to create this epic program of his. And they both looked at me, this is separate. No, like it wasn't a sacrifice. And I was like, wow, when you are connected to what you really want to do, it feels energy giving, inspiring. It's, it's, you're excited to do it. So I feel like that's also a litmus test of, are you excited to do what you're doing? Not every day but not all the time maybe, but overall, does it give you energy? Does it excite you? And that me- that confirms that you're on the right path. I like that. Hell yeah. So maybe f- for me, I need to filter out what isn't and choosing the ones that do because in the end, every time I say yes to something, I'm also saying no to something else. And I've, this is something that I'm constantly challenged by. How do I find more from less? Because I want to do it all. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's very cool. Firstly, just the word is just pleasure. It's like when you make your, when you find the pleasure in all the things that you mm. do, it's it doesn't feel like a sacrifice at all. Obviously, the pleasure needs to be with boundaries as well. Otherwise, it could just be straight up hedonism mm-hmm. and you're just, 
go too far yeah, with yeah, it sure. and it's just out of balance. Um, but I really, I really admire that in you that you just are so going so hard into your experience of desiring to expand and curiosity in terms of going and pushing yourself in all these different personal development realms and these different, um, you know, modalities and skills. And yeah, there might be some that you're like, oh, well, that's not serving me and, you know, chop, shift, change, what's the new thing? So it is very much trial by error. And Mm. that trial by error also requires like a lot of courage. Mm. Like it requires requires a lot of courage to go in, to take yourself into an altered state where you don't know what you're going to see and what you're going to feel and Mm. what you're going to do. You know, it requires a lot of courage for you to go and do fucking sacred slut after, mm. you know, even the word slut has so much attached to it, mm. you know. So even going and doing that is, it takes a lot of courage. And um, I feel like mm. doing this this work of knowing the this, this self and um, understanding more of ourselves and doing quote unquote, quote unquote, the the work is is not for the faint hearted. Like it's very, it's very difficult mm. to do. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just very inspired by anyone that has the courage to want to work on themselves. Mm. And that's also why I love giving this medicine to the world because I'm so turned on by people learning about themselves mm. and wanting to work on themselves and desiring to know themselves deeper and desiring to be better people and desiring to, yeah, be in alignment with their higher self because that's what I'm doing. You know, mm. that's why we flow so well together. That's why we have beautiful people around us because, mm. you know, everyone is actually working towards similar stuff. And, not only is it just this kind of like individualized concept that we're talking about, but actually it's the ripple effects of that. You know, people see you, people see me, they think, fuck, I want what she's having. Like, I want what she's got. You know, lots of people are always asking me, like, are you on MD? Like, are you on this? You know that? Like, no, no, no. Just the passion for life, the zest for life, mm. the sense, the sensory experience of how big and beautiful it can be when you are actually living it in the space that, you know, in alignment with yourself. Hundred percent. I've had a few people. Thank you for that. I agree so much. Right. I am so both attracted as humans to people that are on this similar life path of just curiosity to step into their best selves. Um, and I've had so many people ask me, "Where the hell do you get your energy from?" And I wonder how much of it is, yes, maybe genetic or I don't know, biology, as much as I'm living a, a life that is my own. To, to the awareness that I know. And that is what's giving me life juice. Mm-hmm. Love that. Altered States Reality Connoisseur. Mm. Napolitan ice cream. Oh, God. Yum. Great. So much juice. Wow. <sighs> what do you have in store for the humans of the world? <sighs> so much. Mm-hmm. Too much, but in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Altered States energy is only just beginning to come out of the closet. There's much more to that as well as a whole product line of creating things that help you with ritual, um, smoking paraphernalia, candelabras, more lighter necklaces. There's also the Altered States apothecary, just like all the medicines that I make, honey mead, different tinctures, balms. Just when you thought that it was too much, it just continues to be bigger. So just like watch the space and deal with it. Um, Yeah, inside of that, I want to create experiences for people as well through this. So Mm -hmm. together, being Mm -hmm. able to be in these altered states together. Yes, in a deep way, but also in a playful dinner party way, Mm -hmm. you know. So what do I have coming for everyone? Firstly, just me really truly stepping into my power in alignment with and sharing and birthing one of my new huge babies that I feel is, yeah, definitely in alignment with my soul, very much continuing to be in alignment with just helping people be with themselves, understand themselves, connect with themselves and heal so that they can be the best versions of themselves. I want to be a space holder for that, Mm -hmm. a coach for that, a um, connoisseur for that. Mm Um, and this is all people should follow you on your Instagram for these offerings. Yes. People can follow me on my Instagram for these offerings. I do have a separate website for Mm -hmm. the good lighter, which is the lighter necklaces. Mm -hmm. I have a separate website for Quinn Kush, which is my alter ego for the erotic massage. Mm -hmm. Um, and my Instagram and there's an Instagram for altered states, but it's just, just starting. So great. So all of that will be in the show notes. 
if you had one wish for the world, make it punchy, pithy, concise, Twitter vibe. If you can get one message out, let's make it a message to the world. Take your time. You have a hundred characters. I mean, I don't know what the what the. You're pun- using your one hundred characters. Sorry, sorry, me. sorry. Backspace, 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 backspace. If we all just heal, we will be more real. Embrace your inner hoe and see how high you can go. (laughs) The ripples will go far and wide. Open up your psyche and glide. (laughs) Go, go, go. Have the courage to surrender it all. Go into the unknown and have a free fall for you are not breaking down you are breaking through high five to you you are slamming hot baby boo <laughs> slay, slay. that's a wrap mm. thank you so much for coming and allowing me in your space to transform it into our space i'm so excited to share this with the world I love you, Hanwako. Uh, I love you too. Yay. Secret handshake to come. I think it goes on. Okay, friends, that is it for this episode. If you got inspired by something, please don't let this be yet another podcast you listen to and forget. Instead, try and focus on the biggest takeaway you got and actually apply it to your life by making a change from today. If you think someone in your life can also get value from it, please share this episode with others. The more that join this journey, the better the world will be. Don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And finally, if you'd like to connect, jump on my Instagram and shoot me a message. All the links will be in the show notes. Other than that, that's it from me today and I'll catch you next time.